40 year old me is going to be like, why did you spend so much money on spicy yeah. octopus dumplings? <laughs> <laughs> why did you spend any money on spicy octopus Dude, they dumplings? Are, they are so good. There's oh, you place, man. I am not even. I uh, know. I can't even the octopus is your mortal enemy. I know that. But they, why this place, would anyone see that as food? At what point do you look at that and be like, oh, let's cook it, put my belly? That's fucking, that's fucked up. I well, I mean, it. it's how do we discover anything? Like, who, who, who discovered milk was the thing to eat from a cow? Dude, milk's very weird. I will give you that. Yeah. But milk, milk also doesn't have perfect camouflage abilities. It isn't like kind of liquid, <laughs> kind of solid. Actually, wait, no. It might actually. It might yeah. What actually about ice satisfy. cream? It does satisfy <laughs> kind of liquid, kind of solid because like the cream aspect. But yeah. it doesn't have the intellect of like a three to five year old human. It doesn't have perfect camouflage. Have and you it ever asked have it? Fucking, I mean, I've spoken to my milk. It's never chosen to respond. And it doesn't have suction cup tentacles. So I think that there's a difference here. But at the same time, I do think it's weird that we drink milk. But I just love cookies and cream so much that, like, I've got to make the peace. But there ain't no cookies and puss because it's not happening. That is a great name for a dessert strip bar. Well, fair enough. The thing is, you got to be careful because Carvel ice cream cakes does have one of their standard shapes as cookie puss. Which oh, is like yeah. a cookie octopus, so you know. Um, well, you know, uh, pigs are pigs are also the have the intelligence of a three year old. Yeah, but they're also made of bacon and pork roll. There's a difference. <laughs> Octopuses are made of octopus, which is insane. And don't get me wrong. Have you I ever have you ever tried it? Cute. I have never had octopus. I don't think I could get my head around it. I have had squid rings. Um, like deep Calamari. fried squid rings. Yeah, like, well, I, I won't do the tentacle portion of it. That freaks me out. I've had the rings and it's fine, but it's still just not for me because it's just like it's like a it's like a, an inferior onion ring. So I'm like, I'll, if I'm gonna get fried ringed food, I'll go with the onion ring because at least I know what that is. Whereas like an octopus is this disgusting monster that swims in the ocean and he's like definitely of another world. And if an octopus was just slightly more like a penis, it would be a squid. And so, like, I just can't get, I, there's no food there for me. I can't do it. I think that, do you like spicy food? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Up to a limit. Um, I mean, as a two-time yeah. Pocky Chip Challenge survivor, the second one really hurt. But I do like spicy food. Um, I would say that this particular dumpling, if I didn't tell you it was octopus, you probably never would have found out. Like they, they chop it up very fine and mix it with like vegetables and like raw, like glass noodles. And they What's put in a the fry- texture of it. Like, do you feel the gumminess that I'm assuming comes with oh, it? Like maybe one out of every like 16 bites of actually like been able to isolate a piece of octopus and chew one up for a bit, which I like to oh, do. That's too many. Jail. I love it, man. Straight to jail. I can't Dude, have it. <laughs> if there's like a grilled octopus, a little bit of lemon. Mm. I know I'm in the minority. People really like it. Yeah. I just, I can't wrap my head around it. And like that rubbery texture that I'm assuming is there because of squid. Yeah, yeah, very rubbery. Mm-hmm. That doesn't like, that doesn't work for me. I just, I can't figure it out. But I mean, more power to you. I am very supportive of the idea of eliminating numbers of octopuses by whatever means necessary. And if, you know, the proletariat wants to eat as much octopus to kill them, to have an octopus genocide, I'm into it. But I can't participate because they're gross. That's it. See, you know what? I think Ned Stark said uh, the man who uh, deals the sentence has to swing the sword, bud. So you better start eating some fucking octopus. (laughs) 
I'm not even dealing the sentence. All I'm saying is that you just said you want everyone to eat so many octopi that they're all gone. No, I said that that's sort of what's happening. And I am supportive of this existing movement, but I'm washing my hands of the whole thing because I don't even (laughs) want to be in a proximity of of those fucking beasts. And if you guys can't tell right now, with all the hot takes coming out of this property. Oh, yeah. We're hot property, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Dan Scully. I forgot to do the intro again. <laughs> okay. Like the third week in a row. I'm no, no, it's good. Because we, we come in, we come in slow, we yeah. build up a little bit. And then once we got the energy, we drop that in. And then boom, pop that property. And we're good to go. But it's funny because like the last three weeks, we've just started talking like we normally do. And then I'm like, I feel like I'm forgetting something. And it's never like, oh, yeah, the intro. So, <laughs> like, it's always like, what the fuck am I forgetting to do at the beginning? It just feels like we just started and we did. It actually, so like, it goes back further, though, because usually we're talking for like four or five minutes. Then you go, what am I doing? I have to record this. And then you hit record. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, then, yeah. and then we start talking. Um, so happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving property. week. Yeah. <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving, renters. And um, I hope everybody's doing so cool. Thanksgiving is one of my favorite holidays. I think it is that, mine um, as well. Exp- uh, expressing gratitude followed by eating like a monster is a really great one-two punch for the brain and belly. And I cannot wait to do it. Ooh, what so is excited. your what is your like Thanksgiving routine? Um, well, lately, the last few years it has been this like with the let's let's a uh, little background my parents have decided to be old and even though mm. they're not old old they don't like leaving their house they don't like doing things that keep them out of the house for longer than a few hours they just like to sit at home and do nothing and it breaks my heart because i can't get the jenna and i have been together we're coming up on eight years Jesus and Christ. i still cannot get my parents like they think they've they've hung out with jenna's parents once ever And so they're very, you know, bubble. And so every year for Thanksgiving, uh, Jenna's family has me and her over to their house on Thanksgiving Day. And I invite my parents and they say no. And then um, we eat on Thursday. So it starts off with rejection. The best way to start off Thanksgiving. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. And honestly, to say the truth, as much as I'd like them to go, I'm also thankful for it because like having two parties in, in a household, be it either at my parents' house or Jenna's parents' house that just want to watch uh, OAN all day, that's tough. But four yeah. people fighting on the team of OAN, that's that's kind of a, a tall order. I can't really... What's OAN? It's like the... like um, It's the most propaganda-y of propagandistic right-wing news. It's a network oh. devoted... But it's like one of those where it's like... It's not like Fox News versus uh, CNN, which are just like right and left parodies of one another. It's like one shell outward, even further to the oh right. Like, oh, you watch OAN and like the way that it, it's almost as it, like if I was a right winger, the way my news would sound, just me screaming news, you know, like, it's, like, <laughs> it's, like it's, it's really fucking terrible. Um, and, and it's such bold faced propaganda that I watch it and I go, you don't see that you're that you're just being anyway so we go to jenna's house for thanksgiving and then if i work friday which some years i do some years i don't i pop home you know at night or if i don't work uh we do black friday at my parents house where we just kind of hang out with them all day and do whatever and then that's the that that 
And that's what we're doing this year because I don't have to work on Black Friday. So nice. dinner with Jenna's family, dinner with my family. Um, and I think we're going to go to the tree lighting ceremony in uh, Mullica Hill. All right. That sounds yeah, like a gonna nice, be fun. hefty Thanksgiving day. What do you mean? What, like, what do you, uh, what's the dish that you look forward to the most? Um, I like any sort of like bread based side. So I love, <laughs> I love stuffing. I love biscuits. I'm pretty big on green bean casserole. I know that that one's pretty low carb. I'm into that. I'm not like the hugest turkey fan, but like I'm definitely going to fuck up some turkey. Um, Jen is a vegetarian, so she has a tofurkey. And tofurkey mm. doesn't taste like turkey, but it's good on its own merits. So I'm going to eat some tofurkey. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to get into it all. And I always I feel guilty. making an hors d'oeuvre. I'm making guacamole uh, uh, tonight. Is it your famous one with, with bacon and blue cheese? Uh, yes, but this is going to be a little bit different because I am catering to some vegetarians. So I have oh, some, yeah. bu- some buffalo tempeh strips that I'm going to char and I'm going to make a buffalo blue cheese guac using nice. that blue cheese crumbles, some red peppers. Uh, I'm going to cut up a tomato into there, mash that in, a little lime juice, and uh, I might sprinkle a little cayenne pepper in there for some bite. I've been watching a lot of uh, Cutthroat Kitchen lately, so I'm going to have to talk with nice. you. Nice. Yeah, so, um, yeah, so that's that's going to be my thing. I, I went grocery shopping at lunch today. What about you, man? The first time, the, I remember the first time that you made that bacon and blue cheese guac. You were living in an executive house, and I believe it was for an Oscar party that we had. It's for an Oscar party. And I made that, and I, I was like jalapeno mango. I was like... Bacon and blue cheese and guacamole. You're a fucking madman. And then I had it. I was like, "You're a fucking madman," and I'm into it. <laughs> Damn, Skippy. The beauty of guacamole, good. the trick of because everyone's like, "How do you make such good guacamole?" And it's like, well, it's kind of easy. You figure out what you want it to taste like, and then you grab that thing that you want it to taste like, and you mash it in. And like, it's it's that's yeah. all of the whole like guacamole is quite literally. You just mash an avocado and you add lime juice so that it mashes better. And if you want to add anything else, you just mash that in and it tastes like that now. It's beautiful. So yeah, buffalo blue cheese, um, blue cheese bacon, jalapeno mango. Those are like my go-to. Jalapeno mango was fucking good too. And all I did, I just mashed jal- uh, jalapenos and mangoes into it. That's it. Uh, my yeah. favorite thing that I look forward to, let me tell you what I do for the, the, for the, for the day. I always wake up early <clears throat> and watch the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. The only parade that should be watched on Thanksgiving is the Macy's Day Parade. The Philadelphia Parade is not very good. Yeah. Um, although, I mean, I, honestly, the last couple of years, the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade has not been that good either. I Maybe I'm getting over my, my love of parades. Yeah, I have like sort of a revulsion towards parades. Um, I don't mind them if I'm there because I can just leave, but like a tele- televised parades is like televised church to me where it's like, eh, if we're not going to be there, what's the point? Except that I'm, I'm like, there's not a circumstance where I'm going to go to church just to a parade. Well, the best part about the Thanksgiving Day parade is that at the end of it, Santa Claus comes to town yes. and then the, it's the official start of the holiday season. Yeah. Um, I do. I appreciate the festivity. I just think parades are, they've just never done it for me. I'll usually make, um, I'll treat myself to a, a sweet breakfast as opposed to my usual, you know, eggs and eggs and meat. Yeah. Um, I'll make like a, a cinnamon roll or something. Ooh, yeah, last, that. last year when, you know, we were still doing the whole lockdown thing. Uh, or maybe, no, it was two years ago. Uh, whenever I was stuck inside and I was doing nothing, I, I made a Thanksgiving meal for one. 
Ooh. And I had a uh, a roasted duck breast. Ooh. I made my own cranberry sauce from scratch. Ooh, I, I remember talking about this last yeah. year. Yeah. Um, and my own stuffing from scratch. I, I bought I bought artisanal bread from a local baker to make it. So it was very good. I don't. Um but my 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 favorite food to look forward to is uh you make making your own little wawa gobbler on whatever, oh, dude. Uh, whatever like dinner roll so you take a dinner roll you put a slice of turkey some cranberry sauce some stuffing and you dip it in some like I, the king's hawaiian is the best one to do this in you yeah, can make yeah. a couple of them you just dip it in the gravy and then nosh dude. it 100% of Thanksgivings. I always, even though like at Thanksgiving, I'm sitting there like I'm going to eat every fucking cornbread biscuit there is. And I, but then I always tell my head, I'm like, wait, leftovers. And I always have to like kind of shovel away a couple of those biscuits because I yeah. know the next day it's fucking gobbler sliders and I'm going to want them on that cornbread or whatever the fuck it is that I got. Oh, yeah. And, uh, do, do, you, do you employ the, the moist maker from Friends? I don't, I'm not familiar with the, the reference. Yeah. It's so uh, Ross. Always took, no, it's Ross. When he, for the le- for the leftovers the next day, he takes a. Uh, it's a, he makes the sandwich we just talked about, but then in the middle of it, he dips a piece of bread and gravy, and then puts that right in the middle of it. And that's it, uh, awesome. yeah, that sounds pretty fucking good. I've never done it, but it always sounded like something I, I wanted to do. I've I've seen bread <clears> used <throat> as a containment vessel for a sandwich. I've never thought of bread being used as a sponge-like vessel for a liquid condiment. And yeah. I gotta say, that's pretty fucking good. I know Friends is just being silly. Yeah. That's that's not the They're worst not idea. Like I'm I'm <laughs> yeah, I've heard that they've based their comedy around situations. Yeah. And, um, I forget what the word is. But um uh it's a it's a happening, it's a happening show. It's a ha- <laughs> where like, things um, happen. What was that show? Uh it's happening. <laughs> It's happening. Back in the, or what's <laughs> happening? What was on? Give me a break. Um, man, I loved give me a break. The uh yeah, the, the idea of bread being used as a sponge to be a gravy vessel yeah. that's no fuss, no muss. Bro, that feels that that kind of feels game changing. I might this might be this might be the year that I do it for leftovers. Well, here's the thing. But here's where, where I'm running into an issue because I'm thinking about the science behind it. So it can't be something like white bread because that'll just fall apart. It's got to it actually depends. be. It depends. It can't be like Wonder Bread. bread. Has... Yeah. yeah, it's got to yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's got to be like a real bread. But at the same time, you have to find the right viscosity on your gravy because if it's a thicker gravy, it's just going to rest on the bread like a paste and maybe a little bit of seepage. A waterier gravy maybe one with a little more of the actual meat juice in it, like an au jus, might mm. soak through. But if it soaks all the way through, we're just defeating the purpose and adding a soggy carb. So there's a science here that's got to be matched. The right also, viscosity and the right bread texture and thickness in a way that doesn't interrupt the bite, that's, that is an alchemy that I think is going to take some trial and error to possess. Another thing to consider, too, is that um, you can't, actually soak it like french toast i want to like flash dip it yeah 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 you know don't let it don't let it get too much saturation in there otherwise you're going to be you know mm-hmm. bring bring a, an entire roll of paper towels with you to wherever you're eating so the way i'm thinking about it is i'm going to get a thick piece of like oh you know what a thick piece of like brioche not, 
a brioche should work, but I was thinking a, a thick piece of potato bread, but like from a bakery, mm. not from the store. Yeah. But then you do the thing where you put your mug on top of it and you cut out like a perfect disc from the center. Oh, yeah. Because I love crust, but I think here is a situation where crust might be uninvited, especially if it's an artisan bread. But I have something for the crust later. We can we can we can work on that. But uh, yeah. then you can kind of flash dip that in whatever gravy you want and it'll soak the more liquid elements, but also kind of have the more gravy elements stay on the outside, like globular. Pop that in there. Give it the give it the Scooby Scooby squeeze. The Scooby squeeze, baby. You you got a gravy filled sandwich that's not making a mess. You could sell that to a lady in white gloves. It would be, dude. I'm into this. Let's do it. The interesting thing too is that with the introduction of this uh, element, you now have a sandwich that has like half of its ingredients are extra carbs because you have that and the stuffing you say this in a way that frames this as if it's some sort of an issue it's not but i I, I feel like everybody out there know (laughs) oh man that that's why i love thanksgiving so much is that like even even like a holiday like Christmas and and things like that. Like, yeah, we do tend to eat a lot. It's fun. But there's always a point where where you're like, man, I really like had too much. But at Thanksgiving, it, the whole people are like, oh, man, you ate too much. And it's like, yeah, man, but I did it for the fucking for, for history, buddy. And for like, it, like it's feast. part of it. And this is this is what we do. You know, it's like, oh, man, I ate too much at the Halloween party. And now when I do the monster mash, I get a bellyache. You know, that's but like Thanksgiving, it's like, <laughs> oh, I ate too much at the Thanksgiving party. And everyone's like, well, it sounds to me like you haven't eaten enough because you're still talking, bitch. And I go, yeah, you're right. <laughs> and, and it's support. I guess I'll have to fall asleep to football now. Oh, no. <laughs> Dude, thanks. There is nothing better than like, you know, it's like maybe 1045 on Thanksgiving night you suddenly wake up on the floor (laughs) that is like what that's the ultimate because you because you sat down on the floor you're watching tv you're filled with just carbs and 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 sauces. but like you never think about falling asleep but yeah it'll be like 10 45 you just like what's going on oh look it's the chargers where am i oh oh, yeah we're good i'm going back to sleep you just boom it's awesome um sometimes there's a fireplace oh it's fucking brilliant dude the uh, my the other question that I have is the day after Thanksgiving, I always go get my Christmas tree. Ooh, nice. I think yeah. that's the move. I like to have a Christmas tree for as long as possible because I do love Christmas. But I, I don't like that we're in a period of, of Thanksgiving erasure where as soon as spooky yeah. season ends at the end of Halloween, which apparently starts in like March now. Like I love Halloween. It's probably holiday number two. But Man, oh man, like, I, I, I'm i sorry, Halloween heads, but, like, I think when everyone declares spooky season starts on, like, August 3rd, they pump the brakes a little bit, all right? That's October 1st, here is the, here's the, lo- here's I'll the lowdown. Give, I'll give you the last, the last two weeks of September. Into I will not. I'm October 1st, I'll be, all of October, all of October encompasses spooky holiday season. Yeah. You get a whole, you get a whole month for it. Yeah. From November leads- 1st, sorry, from November 1st to Thanksgiving, because Thanksgiving sometimes a moving target. Um, yeah. That's Thanksgiving time. From then until the end of the year, it's all Christmas, baby, even until January 1st. Yep. I, uh, and then January I 1st, you start to hate yourself all over again. Yeah. January 1st, you go to the gym. 
Yeah. That's where that starts. No, I, I am 100% with you. I think that, like, I'll allow a little bleed into September if you want for spooky season. Because sometimes the leaves are changing and you get that vibe. Yeah. And honestly, like, what 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 holidays do we have in September besides 9-11? And that Arbor one's, Day. honestly, that one's hardly even worth celebrating because it was actually rather sad. Uh, so I think that, yeah, we can have a little spooky season at the uh, at the end of uh <laughs> I'm so mad that my well, really dry 9/11 joke did not go over on you. Yeah, but, um, I didn't even respond. Um, I might for for some people, including myself, there is a holiday in September, and that's the kickoff of the NFL season. Oh, and you know what? I think that's perfectly good to celebrate as well. Yeah. That said, I know that Thanksgiving is kind of the football holiday. Yeah, that's like, because that's Christmas like, is Christmas is basketball. And I'll say this to all the Halloweenies out there. There is a spooky element to a lot of Christmas culture as well. And you can embrace that in the holiday season. Um, You kind of cut out there. Can you you repeat that? Yeah. uh, For all the Halloweenies out there, there's a spooky element to Christmas that you can invoke through all of Christmas season. It's totally appropriate. You know, there's ghosts and, and, and ceasefires and all that. There's people breaking into your house, breaking into your house. Yeah. Yeah. But there's always been a spooky element to Christmas. So you can have it right back again. You're good. There's you know, reindeer flying. So we're That's literally celebrating a guy who who comes back as a ghost yeah. at some point. So, you know, it's it's it is what it is. But uh yeah, I feel like Thanksgiving erasure is a little bit of bullshit when they when like you know November first starts and everyone's like, Well, the department store's got the trees out, Halloween's over, candy's discounted for a week, it must be Christmas season. And it's like, whoa, let me have a little Thanksgiving. Show a little gratitude. Where do you get your tree from? Um, we last year, because our, our apartment does not is not conducive to a huge tree, and also we have a cat. Uh, so we have these two smaller trees that are decorated. Um, they're they're fake ones, they're not real. One of them looks real, one of them is more heightened, but we will decorate those with ornaments and uh mm. It'll be a damn good time. Nice. Yeah. I just get mine from I just get mine from a lot. I've always wanted to go and cut down my own, but that's like when I think about actually doing that work, I'm like, I already got to get all the decorations up that day. Yeah. Just cut down the tree for me and I'll pick it out. Yeah, I'll come to the front of Walmart and you can load it on my car. I I always go local. There's actually it's really great because the place I go to is um in in the back of a beer distributor. So that's two birds with one stone right there. Oh, nice. Yeah, you're set. I know exactly the one you're talking about too. Um, In the one near me to get, I mean, yeah, there's like, you know, in Passyunk, there's, you know, like a a plant shop that has a handful of trees, but like the best local place is further down Passyunk, closer to Center City, just one of the alleys. Every year is just fenced in for (laughs) for a month and there's just trees in it. And there's just two dudes there just sitting there all day. That's a real New York City thing to do. Yeah, it's, but I'll tell you the truth, the trees are good. I saw a video on the internet yesterday, on the internet, believe it or not. What? Trees don't naturally shape that way. There's a guy that walks around with like these two sword things and like slices the trees into the conical shape. Uh, As they're they're growing, yeah. uh, Yeah, like I know that they generally have a conical shape like that, but like, and I know that there's like little sprouts that come out and you know, you trim it and do that kind of thing. And so they're never perfect, but I didn't realize the degree to which it happens at these Christmas tree places. Oh, it, was, yeah. it was pretty fascinating. I mean, it was it's, cool. The guy was awesome. They, they call him the Christmas swordsman. He, he was like Beat Saber. He was like, whoosh, 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 whoosh. like, it was, it was cool. 
it was kind of samurai. Yeah. Santa Rai. Oh, uh, yeah, that's pretty good. That's it, good I don't know. I that's didn't a feel good, good joke. when I got about halfway through it. I was like, fuck, I, I got to finish this now. And I don't even, I, <laughs> I wasn't even into it. Um, what else is going to say about Thanksgiving or Christmas? Oh, you know what I like to do on Christmas, like as I'm decorating, is I get the whole fucking, uh, I set the whole scene. I pour myself a little eggnog and whiskey. Oh, yeah. I put some, I put the Christmas songs on the TV at, you oh, know, oh, yeah. A volume that is acceptable to me celebrating the the entrance of the year mariah mariah is there obviously i mean come on. absolutely um and then um yeah by the end of the decorating i'm drunk and full of dairy and ready to watch my first christmas movie of the year and which is it i don't know it changes all the time i think I'm, i've kind of been jones for home alone because of that remake but i'm not gonna watch the remake i'm gonna watch the original i'll watch the home alone yeah. I, I think my, I mean, I don't know what my Christmas movie is going to be this year. I did get, there's this really good movie called Dial Code Santa Claus that I saw earlier. <laughs> and it, well, what it is, is it's this little kid, it's like a Home Alone movie, but it's just an evil serial killing Santa shows up at a kid's house and he destroys him with traps and like he dresses as Rambo. And it's this really like just crazy 80s comedy horror movie that I love. And I, I managed to get a, a copy of it. So why would you dial code Santa Claus if he's a murderer? It, this movie has like a hundred different titles. And so I don't know how that one came about. I think he, I think those, he this... talked about this before. Cause it was, I was like, what the fuck are you talking yeah. about? Um, there is a new, I'm going to segue here into some food news. Cause there's a new thing that I found today. I that wanted to, my, before we lost Thanksgiving, I, I wanted to sing my Thanksgiving song that I wrote. Well, we can, we can double back, but I want to, I want to, I want to say this might be okay. my new favorite. This might be my new favorite Thanksgiving dish. Okay. Um, it is, you've heard of a gingerbread house. Oh, yes, I have. But is have you heard of bread ginger? No, have you heard of a charcuterie chalet? Fuck. Dude, <laughs> this, I've never thought of this, such a thing. This is so much food news. It is like, this is just innovative in and of itself. This is just in a house made of smoked meats. And uh, it's got some, it has some rosemary as like a, um, a plant outside. Uh, there's like some ham cubes as the like uh, gravel out front. And this just looks like a, um, Dude, the shingles, and the shingle, the shingles the, are like, like smoked. Salami. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Peppered salami. Uh, this like, this is definitely something that I want to figure out I how love. to create. The yard made of cubed hams yeah. is like really next level. There's a it's, fire pit out front that's yeah. made of like pepperoni sticks, but then there's also slices of some sort of, of sausage sort of thing as little stools yeah. for everyone to sit on. I love uh, the wreath as well. The wreath is just a slice of salami. The siding is like either prosciutto or bacon. Damn, that looks like bacon. Yeah. This is... Holy um. Hell. Look up Pro- if you're listening to Charcuterie Chalet, which, by the way, is an awesome name as well. That's a great name. I have to plug in my phone. BRB. I was running all day. I was listening to podcasts while I was working. So it's almost dead. Dude, this is the most incredible thing I've ever seen. I'm assuming that as an adhesive is probably some sort of like bacon paste or 
you know, like the typical. That's uh, that's what I'm interested in. Like, how did they actually? Because with gingerbread house, it's easy because the the house is just yeah. gingerbread. But this that's is like layered layered smoked meats. Well, I'll tell you uh, what. I'm not sure about you know how they're how they're actually putting this together. I'm not going to say that everything is being held together with cum, but I am going to say that. <laughs> Thank you for not saying that. <laughs> but I am going to say that if I were building this house and they didn't give me an adhesive, I'd have no problem making that a reality. Holy shit. This well, is if, you scro- if you scroll thing. down um, to some of the other examples, there is a house that looks like it's just bursting with cum. Oh, I like this little on the salami shack. Because this one has a little bit of a veggie presence as well. Uh, on the ham walkway up into the salami front door, there's oh, yeah. slices of cucumbers and cherry tomatoes, which is nice. And it looks like there's some sort of bread twists being used as the gutters or the edge on the awning. Yeah, the, uh, the, the what do you call that thing? I'll tell you what, the, set, the further down the rustic charcuterie chalet, I'd have to stop eating that one because my throat would start to get itchy because all them all them almonds oh yeah but i would i would definitely eat a few i know you think i'm crazy but i'd eat a couple almonds i'd make sure they're wrapped in cured meats to kind of facilitate a smoother passage. <laughs> that way you just swallow them whole yeah <laughs> without, like without the almond touching your touching your throat Ooh, this one further down has a snowman who seems to be made out of like mascarpone or something um so you had a song that you wrote for thanksgiving yeah, I sent it to you. Do you want to sing it together? Uh, I'll, let, I'll let you take this one. Oh, come on, sing it with me. Everybody knows. There's, there's some, there's some words that you're that you're fitting in that I'm not sure how they go. That's going to be the fun of singing it together. Uh, well, because the the way I don't, I, you, I, don't you, I don't know if you heard, I don't know if you got that, but what I said was, uh, <laughs> yeah. This is a, this is the beginning of the song. Not after the da, 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 this is when we're warming up and starting to get into that holiday vibe. <laughs> and this is the Thanksgiving version, oh, as noted by the picture that I put with it, where I drew using my fingertip in the markup portion of the Apple Photos app. I drew a pilgrim's hat on Mariah Carey. That's yeah. right, ladies and gentlemen, you know where this is going. <clears throat> Come on, sing it with me. I'm, I'm right. I got the lyrics up. Got it. Uh, here we go. One, <laughs> two, three four i don't want a lot there is just one thing i need i don't care about the pilgrims or their sordid history i just want to clean my plate marvel at how much i ate Make my, Make wish, my wish come true. All I want for Thanksgiving is food. All right. There's just one thing but, I'm asking for. I want to have a little food and then have more and more and more. More and more and more and more. More and more and more and more. More and more and more and more. That's the rest of the song is that you just get more and more violent about how about saying more and more. Until the very end when I when I have to hit the last. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, so that's the next big Thanksgiving hit. Thanks for indulging, guys. I guess we will have to pay some royalties to the estate of Mariah Carey, R.I.P., who does own the rights to that song. The ghost of Christmas past. (laughs) (laughs) She's the ghost of Christmas mid-90s. Yeah. Although that's the thing, though. Like, it's an original song. Her and I think one other person has a song credit. And, like, if you can make a perennial Christmas classic, you're set. Beautiful. It was um it was Vanilla Ice who has the other song credit. Rob Rob Van Winkle. Yeah, not a lot of people know that, but Vanilla <laughs> Ice was the uh, the other co-writer of All I Want for Christmas Is You. I'm gonna have to double check that. Don't think that that's true, but for it's the not. canon of the show, <laughs> I think that it should. Oh, be. you're right. It was Nick. It was Nick Cannon. <laughs> it was Nick Cannon. Yes. <laughs> R.I.P. Um, but it was uh man losing a lot of good good Christmas people. But yeah, like that's kind of the last time I can think of that a new like classic Christmas song to be covered by people. Like a lot of newer artists do covers of classic Christmas songs, but very few brand new Christmas songs. And I think I think that might be the last one because Christmas well, that's, shoes, that's why doesn't exist. Yeah, Christmas shoes sucks. Um, that's a that's why garbage song. That's why you and I tried to write Christmas Time in Space, and then you kicked yeah. me off the project for uh, in lieu of Matt Lampson. A little revisionist history there, but uh, what, no, what that's exactly was... what happened. It was the worst Christmas of my life. We were going to be rich. <laughs> first, first and foremost, I was working on Christmas Time in Space as a bit for years before I even knew you. <laughs> so that was a, the, it was it was an idea to come up in conversation, never a song to actually make. Now, to your credit. When you came aboard, it was like, shit, we could actually write this song. And then when Matt came aboard, it was, oh, we're actually writing this song because he's a machine. And then it was, oh, you know, let's not write a whole song because we just riffed it into a bit. So it's a completely separate bit that we performed. But here's the thing. The original Christmas power ballad, Christmas Time in Space, has yet to be written and still could be. I mean, we, I... I have no songwriting abilities. That's why you so read. Why are you, why are you getting butthurt now? Because <laughs> uh, I just want to make you feel bad for Christmas. Aw, oh, thanks, man. You got it. Yeah, that's how it works. Um, yeah, I can, can you think of another original Christmas song besides that one? Wasn't the one by Wham original? Yeah, but that was like the 80s. Yeah, that's still very good. That's still very good, but like, when's the last one? Is there any since Mariah Carey that have become like this is a song that bands will cover on Christmas? Because not like, that I can think of. Blink One Eighty Two did "I Won't Be Home for Christmas," and that didn't catch on as a perennial hit. All Out Boy did "Don't Come Home for Christmas." They did, yeah. That didn't. But catch no one's on ever heard of that. Kit. Yeah, I know that just because it's typically on the same playlist. That's like punk rock Christmas. That I that I tend to put on around Christmas time. Yeah, Christmas time. Um, yeah, because Christmas time in space, the stage show, was about a guy landing on Christmas planet, and who had to free the elf population from the frost giants. That's what it was, and it was me and my buddy Oliver, as played by Matt. He was a robot um, that had to save Christmas planet from the bondage of the and i think when we were writing the song it was something slightly it was something different yeah well the original idea for the song was it was from the point of view of an astronaut who's on a mission on christmas and he's really bummed out because he's 
in this he's alone in his pod in space and he knows his kids are at home missing him and it's a lonely cold christmas there's no presence by the tree there's no tree there's no fireplace oxygen's flammable this is a bad lonely christmas but then he thinks forward to the next christmas and how when he comes home he's going to be a hero and his kids are going to love him and he's going to give them the best christmas they ever did have and so it starts out as slow and 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 contemplative and by the end it's like an 80s power ballad rock solo i'm gonna be victorious incredible shit and so the concept's there i just can't write songs see i think that more now more than ever is the right time to write this song now that more and more people are going into space yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be more relatable to to bit and the thing i want to do is make sure that we're relating to billionaires (laughs) because they're the people they're the people that really need songs written about them. <laughs> well, if we the thing is though, if we write Christmas time in space and Jeff Bezos is like, I feel seen, can I please buy that? I'd be like, Yeah, uh, I'll give you a deal too, since I am a regular Amazon user. Uh, how about infinity billion dollars? And then he yeah. would be like, Okay, and he'd pop out his checkbook that's gold, that's all gold harvested by slaves, and he just signs his check, hands it over, less the value of the gold check, because that's or what we can do is, is make the song into an NFT. Ooh, I'm into that. I, I don't yeah. fully understand that. Me neither. And I work <laughs> for a company that's that's making crypto happen for charities. <laughs> the thing is, though, like, I, I get crypto to a degree. I just feel like, to me, okay, so this is how I understand it. I'm going to get a little get a little economic on you, but with the caveat that I'm an idiot. So to me, like, okay, this is like a $3 pair of scissors. Now, this scissors is worth $3 because I was willing to pay $3 for it. Now, if I went to somebody and said, I will sell you this scissors for how much? They'd be like, I have scissors. I'm actually good. I don't want to buy it. So the value in that marketplace for these scissors is now functionally zero. This goes doubly so for art. Because, you know, a painting, someone would be like, holy shit, I love that painting. It's, it's, I'd pay tons of money for it. Someone else is like, ah, I don't get it. And depending on where that market is, you know, that painting could be worth billions or nothing. And I feel like an NFT has that problem where it's like, oh, check out this picture of this dog. You know, it's like, okay, are you willing to buy it from me? And it's like, well, it says it only has enough the value that I'm willing to pay for it. But if I just right click it, it's mine for free. And yeah. even though I don't, even though I don't have the original code or blockchain or whatever that shit is. I feel like the marketplace to purchase such a thing is immediately invalidated by that. And therefore, when you spend money on it, you hold it and go, I have value here. It's like, yeah, but if no one buys it, you, you just have a picture, which I can right, still like, make I that my, you know what I mean? I can still make that my Twitter avatar yeah, for free. Like, no one's going to know the difference because they're going to be like, you're going to be like, oh, it's different blockchain. And everyone who looks at it is going to go, what's that? I like the picture. Yeah. And like, so I feel like yeah, I like still I, don't understand NFTs. I'm working on it. I just haven't wrapped my mind around it yet. Bitcoin um, makes sense because there's a finite value to them. It also makes yeah. sense because there's multiple different coins, some of which have no value because no one's willing to pay for them because that market. And I feel like NFTs has so many, and like, and I still don't fully understand crypto or trust it even, um, like fully. I, I don't understand it enough to have any sort of feeling about it. But uh, NFTs, I just, I, Unless there's something major I'm missing, it's got so many holes in it to, to have. I, just think, it's fu- I think it's fun to watch. <laughs> how does one even watch it? Like, I don't even know what it is. It's, 
It's fun to watch people like talk about NFTs to me. That's, yeah. that's funny. <laughs> I would love to understand it because like I don't want to <clears throat> dismiss it wholesale because like I dismissed crypto and in doing so certainly missed out on buying in on like the, the big ones at the right time, you know? Yeah. Um, so I think that there's, you know, if there's something there, I, honestly, listeners, if you can help me understand it, I would love to know because it's fascinating. Um, but I, I, all I know is that as someone who is, part of film twitter i'm like apparently supposed to be mad at it in 2018 i had half half of a bitcoin yeah and then i sold it like the next year if i kept it i'd have like 35 grand right now that's insane yeah <clears throat> see i i had um i took 50 dollars of bitcoin after it jumped up to a grand i bought 50 dollars of bitcoin so it's like way less than a single coin and I bought $50 of Litecoin. And I said, that $100 is what I'm investing in crypto. And uh, that slowly, that $50 slowly became about $400. But then I took all of my Litecoin, which was about $200. And I, I transferred it to a different coin, like one of the meme coins to see if I could just like catch one on the rise. And I, I'm pretty sure that that investment part is gone forever. But you know, I, that, <laughs> I like how you waved, you waved goodbye to your money I just waved, now. Yeah, bye money. Well, because I'm, I'm not, I feel like I, I paid, I paid $50 for information and now I have better information yeah. and I'm happy that I got it, but I still have like 200 bucks of, of uh, Bitcoin. So it's like, it's not a, a loss. And that meme coin that I bought could still like have a boost at which point I'll just dump it. But um, um, let's move we'll on see. to something that we do know about. <laughs> so I'm getting excited about crypto. And Who have I become? Who have I become? Snacks. Jail. I have to go to jail until I'm better. I have a, a snack cupboard that I found today, and I'm very excited about it. What's what do you think is the number one the number one thing we talk about when it comes to snacks that we love? What's the the number one item that we've talked about? It's either pop tarts or cheese. No, it is not. <clears throat> it's a cereal. Oh, cinnamon toast crunch. I have here in my hand. Cinnamon Toast Crunch Cinnamilk. <laughs> what? Holy shit, I didn't know this existed. How do yeah. you show that to me and not have a way that I could have one right now? I want to just make you jealous. Um, I was so, literally at the grocery store at lunch. If I'd have known, I could have gone down this flavor path with you, sir. I think I got it from GoPuff. Go ahead. Order all your stuff on GoPuff. Yeah, get that out of the way. All right, let's... I don't want a lot for Thanksgiving. Oh my God, dude. It... It smells just like, just like what you think it is. Let me taste. So it. the the milk left over after the cereal, right? Yeah, I can eat. Oh man, I can hear the. That's ex that's exactly right. And oh. they did a good job too, where it's like, it's not super super sweet because sometimes you know not all the sugar granules get mixed in with the milk. Yeah, it starts to air more on that solid side that we were talking about earlier yeah. between milk and octopus, yeah. I can't drink this whole thing, otherwise my body will fail me. Dude, no, dude, you got to pour that shit in your coffee tomorrow morning. I don't really drink coffee. Well, I mean, if you, if you have like a breakfast tea or anything, throw a little bit of that in there, make, make some magic happen. I drink, uh, I, I wake up, I have a Truly. <laughs> really? No. <laughs> They are they are energy drink shaped. I will give you that. I know a placebo. I know I will. I will. Um, I've I've got the um the soda stream, so I'll just wake up. Oh, nice! I wake up in the morning, make some raspberry seltzer, Ooh, and that's my that's my uh the bubbles are enough to kind of get me going, and then I just take a shower. 
I, yeah, I, I tomorrow need, I might need coffee. If today was an indication, tomorrow I might need some fucking coffee because today was. I'm definitely a coffee addict. I, uh, I I have a cup in the morning, and then I usually have one like as lunch approaches. But that's usually it. I because I I had actually stopped drinking caffeine for a while because it was like I feel like I was getting too much. But man, that shit hurts to stop drinking. Yeah, it hurts. Um, you get the shakes. You start that's why I try not to do it too much because uh, more. Because also it's like, and like the memes are right. Like one sip of coffee and I'm like, I might as well just take it on the toilet. Yeah, that's true. Because as soon as I take that first like gulp, I'm like, yep. And my, my bathroom's on the complete other side of my house. So if I don't make it in time, that's laundry day now. Mess. Then you got to drink more coffee <laughs> to get the energy to clean. And you're wiping, you're shitting, you're crawling, the whole thing's a mess. Yeah, I, uh, man, I, I would love to go back in time and never drink coffee to tell you the truth. Because I even feel like if I have too much coffee, I start like my inner monologue becomes like cattier and pettier and angrier. And it's like, that's not cool. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm all like jacked up, you know. Um, there is uh, a couple of hol- new holiday snacks that I found a list of for 2021. I'll just give you the selects here. Um, are you a fan of gingerbread overall? Oh, yeah. Okay. So, you know, the Keebler fudge stripes? cookies oh yeah oh yeah they got a gingerbread flavor coming out there's two things that are trending this this season that I, from what i can tell by this list gingerbread and sugar cookie oh yeah well sugar cookie is like slowly becoming like it's it's moving up there next to chocolate yeah. chip as like as like a heavy hitter people are really into that there's also a gingerbread cookie kit kat Sorry, I'm about to send you a picture of a snack, but um, no. I had to find it in my camera roll. Uh, wait, a gingerbread cookie Kit Kat? Yeah. That's one that in my head, you know what I'm thinking? I'd stir that little fucker around in my coffee, and then I'd eat it when it's warmed and melty, and a little bit of the chocolate out of my coffee, give it a little touch of that flavor, that gingerbread, oh, bop, ow! I'm into it. You, <laughs> did you just down some coffee before you said that sentence? <laughs> no, I am, I'm just in a particularly good mood. Um, I had an intense weekend, but I used it to get a lot of work done. And so now I'm like out ahead of a lot of things. Like I'm pretty much nice. done Christmas shopping. I'm like out ahead on some stuff. So I, and I also, uh, I fuck, I went to Best Buy because they already started their Black Friday sales. And so I, I got a lot of Christmas stuff there and I bought like just so many fucking movies. I was like, <laughs> how many, how was, how many Blu-rays did you get? <laughs> so oh my god but here's the thing one of them is fast nine nice in 4k and it's got motherfucking six minutes of extra footage oh that all the the entire six minutes i'm gonna call right now is just john cena uh on the um on the uh what do you call it the zip line (laughs) that was so funny um but uh the um uh i i had the thought remember the part where young john cena fades into old john cena yeah that when i first saw that there was six minutes difference my first thought was what if it's just that shot (laughs) slowed down with like the best cgi so we just see him actually just piece by piece morph into john (laughs) cena six whole minutes all we need cleans up every issue about that movie right there in a six-minute, multi-million. I wouldn't be mad. I wouldn't be mad at that. It'd be incredible. 
It's but, three, yeah. like, three minutes each. Three minutes of John Cena on the zip line. Three minutes of John Cena transforming from young John Cena. It would be insane. I'd watch that a hundred times. And then I'd be an um, old man because that movie's already three hours long. But yeah, I... Uh, it I, was a long soon, one. Yeah, I forgot about that. As soon as I saw the normally $30 4K UHD of Fast 9 sitting on the $10 shelf, I was just like, oh, well, a Merry Christmas to me because... Ooh, man, I that, that is the dumbest fucking movie and I can't wait to watch it again. Have you ever done the shitty thing where you know that like the new release in somebody put a new release in the $10 pile? Maybe they found a movie that they wanted instead. Oh, yeah. Like it's not supposed to be there and you know it, but you go to the counter like, well, I found it in the $10 pile. Like you guys should honor that. I would never do that. I think I'd be like, oh. once, but I forgot what it was. Yeah, if I, I wouldn't demand that they'd honor it. I'd be like, oh, I thought this was in the $10 thing. And if they go, yeah, probably, and ring it up for 10 that's cool. But if they go, no, it was there by mistake, I'd be like, all right. And I'd either still buy it or I'd go, I'll, I'm going to go to the $10 bin find some else. If you're going to do that, make sure you get into the line, get in the line of the, of the person that obviously does not want to be at their job right oh, now. Oh, yeah. Because they're and, more likely to say, ah, fuck it, I don't care. Yeah. And that's the thing, like, I feel like if that's ever happened, they were just like, okay, oh, and, then they, yeah. and then they just do it and we're like, they don't give a shit. But yeah, I got that. I got a, I got a couple things. I got Into the Spider-Verse in 4K also. Dude, that movie is awesome. It's, it's incredible. I saw, it's just like I saw a clip of that. Um, I was reminded of a clip of that when I saw it on my Facebook video hole that I go down before I go to bed every night. Yeah, yeah, and it was a fight scene against Doctor Octopus. Yeah, Doctor Octopus, who was played by uh, um, fucking uh, Catherine Hahn. Oh my god, I have such a crush on her. I really do. Yeah, me too. It was Agatha <sighs> all along. Agatha all along, you bitch. I can't. She's getting her own spinoff from WandaVision, but with that character. Dude. I still haven't watched What If. It's starting to be too much. And Hawkeye starts in like a week or two. I, I'm what like, If you can miss. You can miss What If. That one kind of interests me because I like the anthology format for any genre. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I do get that it's not like actually tied into anything. But I think it, as as like a token of welcome to the multiverse, I feel like since I'm excited about the multiverse, I should I should take it in. But I'm yeah. still, I'm, I'm just trying to get through Squid Game, which is incredible. And you're full of shit. It's so I hate good. that. I hate that show. <laughs> Did you finish it? Yeah. Man, how do I don't know how people can I can't binge like because I, I any show like I watch one or two and then I'm like, all right, I gotta not. You know what I started last night that I didn't binge all the way was Cowboy Bebop. Though the new live action one? Yeah, the new live action one with John Cho. Is it good? It is, I think you'll like it because it reminded me a lot of uh Speed Racer. Oh, I love Speed Racer. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, which, Have you, you know what else? You know, Have you seen the original anime? Yesterday. Yeah, I've seen the, the original, original anime. I think, Let's uh, pick I've one subject to talk about. <laughs> I was just going to say, remind <laughs> you, and I, you and I just crisscrossed wires. Talk to bring it back. Because okay. the way you described Cowboy Bebop reminded me of Scott Pilgrim. And Scott Pilgrim yeah. is another one that I picked up on Supreme Discount the other day. The new 4K release of Scott Pilgrim. If you like but, both those, you'll probably like Cowboy Bebop, the live action. Did you see the original anime? I've seen the original anime. Um, okay. I've seen the movie and I've seen much of the episodes. I don't think I've seen it all the way through. I actually have the movie. I liked it quite a bit. Yeah. But I don't have such a reverence for it that if it's like not spot on that I'll notice or care. Same. So if it's yeah. cool, like I'm totally into it. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Pretty cool. 
nice. I would like to watch it. I just, I think John Cho is just like, he's actually like one of the greats. And, uh, yeah. you know, and the work he has to do to like jump out of being, you know, number two to being the leading man he is, is like, he jumped him. He did that. He's a trailblazer. Yep. So he was a good dude. He was really awesome as uh, Sulu in uh, the new Star Trek reboot. Yeah, man. I think it's it the second one. We like when they're on that like flo- floating platform, and he just like takes out this fucking sword that like folds <laughs> out <laughs> by itself. Yeah, that was oh, yeah. that was sick as hell. Dude, that's I think that's the first one. Dude, first one, that's yeah. The scene, yeah, because I'll I'll never forget this. I can't believe we're just gonna. Steve was on my show. I liked a movie movie this week, guys. So if you want to listen to that, check out at movie movie cast. But um, that first Star Trek movie, I think, is like that was like a game changer because I didn't really have a love for Star Trek before that. And it was so good that I went back and watched so much old Star Trek and it, it was awesome. But yeah, that was the scene that I learned what a red shirt was because they all skydive down to that platform. And in that scene alone, they introduced the gung ho dude in a red shirt. Who's just clearly going to die. And he exists just to raise the stakes. And so watching Star Trek, I then learned that that's a thing back in the show was there would be like a random person be like, hey, I'm the new guy, McCormick. And he would always have a red shirt and he would always die. And <laughs> then I, that retroactively made me understand the whole joke of Sam Rockwell's character in Galaxy Quest where he plays yeah. Guy, who's essentially the disposable blank face. And so, yeah, all of that came out of that scene. And I'm positive he whips out that sword in part one because it was a sea change moment for me. Um, Rob, our friend Rob, RIP. Oh, um, I miss that guy. Always, not always, but like sometimes, like if we're going out, like you know, doing a little like you know Sunday fun day or whatever, like a little day drinking time one on or something like that. Maybe it's a football thing, whatever. And he he'll wear a red shirt from Star Trek, <laughs> and on the back it says this shirt may cause uh, certain side effects, and it lists every way that a red shirt has died in the original oh, that's series. Incredible. And I'm always like, why the fuck are you wearing that shirt today if you know what we're getting into? Like, you're, you're playing with fire. You're asking for it at this point. Yeah, you are playing with fire. Yeah. In a petroleum factory. Steve, um, you are a petroleum factory. I am a walking petroleum uh, factory. So speaking of gingerbread, my, my submission to the snack cupboard uh, did not make it to my Instagram yet because I wanted to introduce it to you on the air. So I'm sending you a picture of this. I was going to say, that, I thought you sent it a while ago, but I haven't got anything yet. Oh, no, I just, I wanted to get your reaction. So I sent you two. One from far away where you can see the beer and then one when you see the ingredients uh, of the uh, of the beer. The great stick man cookie swap beer. That's a ginger, ginger snap, snap beer, my friend. Read some of those ingredients. Brown ale with molasses, dark brown sugar, ginger, cinnamon, cloves, and ginger snap cookies. The dude at the, at the uh, I guess they call it a tasting room since it's not the actual brewery near us. Uh, he said that they put like just box after box after box of gingerbread, ginger snap cookies into the brew. And let me tell you, you can taste it. And it is incredible. Mm. And I'm pretty sure it was a pretty strong one too. Cause like about halfway through, I was like, I felt like dancing. So it was, uh, nice. it was, yeah, it was really, really good. Um, and I, and you know what, shout out to Stickman Brews because Stickman has, they put out a lot of novelty beers, but they're never like the kind of novelty where they're, you know, gross after a while. And they have like a lot of just like great session beers and stuff. I've never had a thing from Stickman that wasn't, exceptional 
and highly recommend Stickman. Look him up and, and get a beer. Great local. Dude. I don't know where the brewery is, but we have like a tasting room on Passyunk in South Philly. Yeah, I've been there. Uh, but they have, yeah, they have like coolers there and stuff that you can grab whatever you want. And you, usually when I go, it's like a completely new lineup except for their standards. And there's always something new. I always go and go, like, yeah, I'll grab like one or two. And then I walk out and I'm like, I spent $40 on beer just now. But it's, it's always worth it. I always end up going back. Huge shout out to Stickman. Nice. Yeah, man. Um, there's Stickman. on this list of new holiday treats for 2021. There's one that I really, really want. Maybe even more than the, no, not more than gingerbread Kit Kat, but Reese's peanut butter peanut brittle cup. Ooh, it's got peanuts and the peanut butter is like crunchy. Probably like Butterfinger sort of. Yeah. Because if it's actual peanut brittle, I'm not gonna fuck with it because I feel like yeah, I'll break have, my teeth. Yeah, you you have teeth issues. I have teeth issues. But um, PTSD. Yeah, I like a, yeah I, well, the thing is, they look great. They look great, but half of them are made of glass, and, and, so not, and you don't want to fuck it up again. Not not half of them. Only I think yeah. like four. But um, still horrifying stuff. Uh, yeah. Guys, we gotta rehaul. Re, we gotta overhaul healthcare in this country because dentistry, like, don't ever miss it. It sucks. <laughs> I never it's understood pain. why we have to pay for separately medical uh dental and vision honestly what i think it comes down to is because in dentistry like you can subdivide dentistry into so many different things such as orthodontistry reconstructive cosmetic uh you know just regular maintenance you know repair like you can and each one of those is like such a specialized skill even amongst it that i would imagine the powers that be saw them as options for customization as opposed to part of an all-encompassing dental health care thing because like think about like anytime i've ever like the orthodontist is not covered by the same as a dentist not covered by the dental surgeon um getting it all under one roof is probably just such a good money saving measure that I'm a cynic. Yeah. That would be my guess. But uh, uh, it's, PSA, a, it's stupid. To me, it's stupid. It's so stupid. I mean, our, yeah. the way we do things is stupid. It, and vision, be, you, can't, you can't say the same thing about vision, though. It's just eyeball. Yeah. It's, it's, I think it's just because there's so many opportunities to pinch and make money that, that they, they yeah. make it like that. But I will say this if anyone out there, is scared to go to the dentist i'm gonna say just don't miss your cleanings because it's it doesn't hurt anymore but man oh man it is so expensive to do a lot of dental work oh my god it killed me for like two years straight but how long did it hurt after the surgery no nothing hurts i I mean i've just i just got like root canals and 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 caps put on and stuff like that um but no there's no pain Okay. I, there, there was like, there's very the way you described discomfort. it. I guess I, I misheard it, but oh no, no, I, I mean it in terms of like, it's a pain in the fucking ass. Oh, okay, okay. Like paying for it is exorbitant. Going through the procedure is annoying. Like that's the thing. There's never any physical pain, but it's fucking annoying, and it's a lot of work, and it's a lot of just sitting there. Someone's rooting around in your mouth, and it's just like, and you can't even just... be on your phone to. to... Nope. To pass the time, you're just staring at this person digging your mouth out. The music never good. 
everyone's yeah. finally get a hit because it's like B101. So every once in a while, like you get a counting crows. And you're like, ah, oh, I remember that one. And then like, yeah. And then and the worst is when they're just like, so you doing anything fun for Thanksgiving? And you're just like, <laughs> like what do you what do you, what the fuck do you want from me? I have a vacuum in my in my mouth. Yeah. Every word I say is going to spit down your little vacuum. Why am I ranting about dentistry? Well, I don't know. Well, why don't, you start, what, why don't you rant about your plugs? If it's a Butterfinger filling in the Reese's, yeah, I'm into it. If it's peanut brittle, I'm not. I'm into it, but I will have to. I will have to decline. Appreciate it from afar. I'll let you know how it is. Yeah, yeah. You and your teeth. Wait, I want to show you this other beer really quick. Oh, I thought that was it. Oh no, this is another one. This one is called Hang on, it's going to space. Down the rabbit hole. Carrot cake imperial stout. That's pretty cool. That's it's down at the bottom. So it's a imperial stout with carrots, brown sugar, cinnamon, nutmeg, and walnuts added. And when I tell you that you can taste all of those things but it's refreshing and like fun to drink. I'm not exaggerating in the slightest. See, the thing is, I'm not really a big uh, stout guy. Like those glasses in the photos, I don't know if I can finish the entire glass. I'll take a, really? a, snap, a sample. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. I definitely get that. But here's the thing is, I think that even not being a stout guy, you might enjoy it. But this is like, to me, this is like a winter beer. Like I'm not drinking these all night. But like I was sitting down, put on a little cutthroat kitchen, playing some shakedown Hawaii on my switch, just kind of chilling out in my in my my robe in the heat, getting all cozy in the cold, sipping on one of those, getting like a little drunker with each sip because it's strong as hell. That's a nice cozy winter evening, and yeah, that's 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 where that uh, that went down. Put it over some gingerbread ice cream, dude. Oh my god, if I had ice cream, I, these both would have been incredible, but. I I, uh, I I didn't want to do that to myself. I'm trying to yeah. I'm trying to trying to drop a couple lbs, so I had so to they can gain the, them on Thanksgiving. Yeah, dude, I'm about to join the gym. I think so. Yeah, we'll see. Nice. Yeah, Black Friday special. All right, do your plugs. Let's, Let's do it. Uh, so yeah, uh, uh, at Movie Movie Cast, where I like to movie movie. Uh, Steve and I just did an episode on Dune, which is a lot of fun, and that is out now. Um, this is our third at- podcast episode in. In seven days. <laughs> Damn, dude. <laughs> it's been great, though. It's, oh, yeah. it's fun. <laughs> um, I, I miss it when we don't. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, so check out all those things. I am at Dan Scully on all the things. Uh, ScullyVision.com has it all. Just go there. Uh, follow my dog at BB Anders for the Corgi, even though I'll be honest with you, she's a bit of a brat today. I'm looking right Ooh, at her. Oh, ice cold. She she's was so- not very, she's not very, very well behaved in our walks. She That's almost so tripped good. me over twice. Uh oh! Did she hit me? Yeah, I, I beat my dog. No, <laughs> <laughs> um, she'll do this thing where she's like walking very calmly, very politely, and all of a sudden on my right side, and then all of a sudden on my left side, she'll smell something she has to smell right now, and then she'll yeah. cut across me, and then I'll have to like stop. And like there have been times where I like actually like jump over her, unless I, like lest I kick her by accident. <laughs> Yeah, when I walk my parents' dog, he's like that too, and it drives me yeah. nuts. But you know, because if you accidentally kick them, like they don't know what the fuck, they don't know it was an accident. Yeah, they just think they're in trouble and that you know they're in danger. Yeah, but 
Anyway, follow her so that you know she's not in danger. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. I don't think there's a person on the planet that loves a dog harder than you love Phoebe. So yeah, yeah. So when, um, what, when, I, what I mean to say is when Steve hits her, it's it's out of love, and it's oh because God. it's because she asked for it. <laughs> so that's been hot property, <laughs> and as always, it's, it's gotta be good got to be good, and it's and it's got, got to, to be, be live. live. Happy Thanksgiving, Dan. Oh, happy Thanksgiving, Steve.